There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. We got Jim Price here, my co-host, and we're talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott today. So this is our financial day. So we have a lot of things happening right now. This is the beginning of the year. Everything is beginning to unravel and unfold. Today I saw Treasury's U.S. yield drops ahead of economic data and the Fed minutes. Kirk, what's going on with the U.S. yield? (laughs) Well... I think it's all it's all manipulation. So when the yield starts to go down, it means somebody's buying the U.S. Treasuries, right? So, so who's buying them? It's not the rest of the world. The rest of the world hates U.S. Treasuries because we've got debt up to our eyeballs. We've, where our the value of our currency has actually been declining. So, so why would there be all of a sudden interest in the U.S. dollar? Well, the answer is there isn't. So. That means the Fed is opening up the spigots and saying, all right, nobody's buying this stuff. We're going to buy it. So the massive influx of new buying just means the yield's going to drop a little bit. But you you have to couple that, Josh, with the statements of the Fed that said we're going to continue to raise rates to slow down inflation. So, So don't let that news fool anybody. The dollar isn't strong. Um, it's the Fed buying, you know, it's the easy money. It's, it's, but yet it's not easy money because they're going to continue to raise rates. So it's one of those weird times in history where massive misinformation, um, trying to fool the public into thinking Biden's got this, we've got this thing under control. Look, the dollar, the yields are coming down. We've tackled inflation, blah, blah, blah. But, but it's not real. It's not real at all. In fact, if you look around, there's only one currency that I can see that's a major currency that's actually doing well, and it's odd. Well, not odd when you look at the, the rationale why. It's the rupee. <laughs> the, the Indian rupee is going through the roof. And, he, and so as I was looking at that, I'm thinking, why the rupee? Good grief. I mean, they, they've, got, they've got economic imbalances like nobody other. They've got massive amounts of debt. But yet, you've got the BRICS nations, right? So you've got China, Brazil, Russia, India, and and South Africa and now Saudi Arabia that are and, and other hosts of countries going into the BRICS nations and the rupee is showing massive strength. Well, what was an announcement that the BRICS nations made at the end of last year? It's like, well, hey, our central bank digital currency, we're going to lay this carrot out there and entice everybody to think the BRICS nations are a better currency than any other currency especially the Western ones, like it's an attack against London and New York financial systems, right? So so what are they doing? They're saying, we're going to back our cryptocurrency with gold, right? They're, they're saying they're, they're central bank digital currency, decentralized crypto, or centralized crypto, not decentralized crypto like Bitcoin and everything else. They're saying, hey, look at this carrot that's dangling out there. Doesn't it look attractive? Ours is going to be backed by gold. But people have asked me, it's like, well, Kirk, You've been talking about currencies backed by gold. Why don't you like this, right? It's like, well, it's because of the source. It's because the source of it is a central bank digital currency, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, 
I don't like it that they're using an amazingly attractive backstop to their currency to entice people into a system where now there's no privacy. There's no financial freedom. It's all completely, uh, we know what you're buying. We know what we're selling. We know the source of all the funds. We know everything about you now because it's part of your digital social profile. But with that, they wanted to back their central bank digital currency with gold. I believe it was one of the main reasons why the rupee is going through the roof because people are looking at that thinking, sweet, a BRICS currency potentially backed by gold. This sounds awesome, right? But it doesn't. It doesn't because it's not a currency that's private. It's not a currency that's going to bring financial freedom into people's lives. In fact, it's a currency that's going to bring economic slavery into people's lives and ultimately impact their political freedom and their religious freedom and their economic freedom and their health freedom and everything else, Josh, right? So so you look at all of this, it's like BRICS nations are, are trying to win this battle and they're doing a good job at it. The U.S. is losing this battle. And so therefore, the Fed goes in, buys a ton of U.S. treasuries with money that they've printed out of thin air. Remember, the source of their funds is nothing other than print, pushing a button on the printing press to buy things to make the yield go down a little bit to have the appearance that the currency is looking strong. Hmm. You know, 2023 has already started out quite interesting. <laughs> we have the tumultuous <laughs> time going on right now with the new Congress that came in. Um, only wonder what they're going to do in the sense of fiscal responsibility. Uh, I think that it's going to be no different than what we saw for the many years of Democrat, Democrat controlled Congress. But there is one thing, interesting thing happening this year, Kirk, and it's coming around June 30th, 2023. And this is the transition from LIBOR to SOFR. Now, this could have a major impact on the financial systems and actually cause this collapse if there's problems in this transition. Well, you're right. And... Would I expect problems in a transition? Let's let's look back at other government transitions, right? How about Obamacare? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that transition was abysmal. They couldn't get people to sign up, right? They couldn't do anything, and it put the whole health system into complete chaos, right? So imagine not just a health system, but a complete how they measure interest rates, how how banks lend between each other, right? It's like this has the recipe for disaster written all over it because I actually don't trust that they're going to be able to get it right from the jump. And whenever you have chaos, turbulence, uncertainty, turmoil, any of those things, it's going to cause the markets to react negatively, even if it is a smooth rollout. Let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say it is a a smooth rollout. It's a change, right? Markets, the traditional markets, stock bonds, mutual funds, They don't like change, right? They like consistency of future expectations. So so I would expect um, a bunch of negative movement in the stock and bond market in this year. But but let's look at the Congress that you opened up that statement with. Well, Mm -hmm. what did we have the end of the year? We had the lame duck Congress, who a bunch of them are leaving, right? It's shifting control to the GOP. And what did they do? They signed a $1.7 trillion spending bill. Who gets to manage that? The new people, new Congress, right? So 
A, this would be against the law for a lame duck Congress to be able to determine spending for the new Congress. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's how it went. Why not let the people that are coming in determine how they're going to spend? Yet they inherit something that they didn't want. And here's the, here's the reality of it. As an economist, as, as a freedom-loving person, um, if, I wouldn't care if they spent $1.7 trillion if we had the money. Right, if we had $1.7 trillion laying around and they passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill, it's like, all right, they're just appropriating the funds that they already have to go to certain buckets, right? But that's not the case. We don't have any money. In fact, we've got more debt than we know what to do with. When you look at the budget, there's already over a trillion dollar shortfall, and they just added another $1.7 trillion. Where's that coming from? They're going to have to go to the printing press. It's not coming from from tax revenues, because in this massively sluggish economy we have, how do we know that it's sluggish? Because there was no Santa rally. There was no increase in retail spending from Black Friday to the end of the year. In fact, it was the worst that we've seen in in decades. So people aren't spending money because they don't have it, which means sales tax revenues are down, income tax revenues are down, property tax revenues are, are coming down, as real estate is collapsing, as interest rates rise. So they're not going to get those funds from tax revenues. So where are they going to get it? They're going to get it from the printing press. And that's not real revenues. That's just more debt, right? So I don't expect any difference in, in the Democrat-led House, which it controls the purse, purse strings, to the Republican-led House that's going to control the purse strings because they've already set this ball in motion, Right. They've got to spend what's already been a pass to spend, and we're going to see more debt than what we know what to do with. And in light of Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, has already said they're going to continue to raise rates. He said this over and over and over again the last quarter of last year, and that hasn't changed because they have to slow down inflation. But they just did nothing to slow down inflation. In fact, they ramped it up by passing another $1.7 trillion spending bill that they don't have the money for. So therefore, they're going to have to go to the printing press at a faster rate than what they even did last year, Josh. <sighs> it's not looking good, Kirk. It's not looking good at all. You well, know, it's it's, it's okay. not looking good at all. And and here's the thing. 2022 was a bad year, right? We, we all know that. We all felt it. We all experienced it. You and I talked about it incessantly. But, but so what are the real numbers from 2022? Well, from January 1st to December 31st, the NASDAQ came down 33%, right? Okay. So that's a locked-in loss for people. Um, that, I mean, that's just what the numbers were. The S&P 500 came down over 10% from January 1st to December 31st. But don't look at that. Is, is that because during the year, it came down tremendously, right? It was down like over 30%, then it came back up, and then it's coming back down. But you look at the more, and during the entire year of 22, uh, silver went up 7%, okay, from January 1st to mm-hmm. December 31st. This is why we don't want to look at necessarily long-term trends. Because what happened in January of last year is not the same as what's happening January of this year, right? The whole world has changed. So we look at more immediate trends to determine what are the policy actions that are being passed doing to the economy now. Well, over the last three months, 
since September, um, silver is soaring. And we'll get into that after the break. All right, cool. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Back with the Dark Delight show, and we're talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott here. All right, Kirk. Silver up, uh, what was it? How much is silver up this year? 33%? No, so silver for 2022 was up 7% from January to, to December. However, with current political moves, all the interest rate policies, all the increased taxation, all the re- unrelenting spending of money that creates more inflationary pressures, right? What has silver done recently? Because we want to look at the more immediate trend. I'm not looking like at a week, right, or two weeks. That doesn't make a trend. But since September, so for the last quarter of the year, silver is up 37% in the quarter, right? Gold is up about 11 So. As these other markets are collapsing and negative, you, you, you look at those differentials, right? You just look at the differential for the whole year, 
let's say, because we have those real numbers. Silver up seven, NASDAQ down 33. Most people are invested in a lot of tech stocks like Amazon, Google, you know, Meta, things like that, right? Well, down 33%, where silver was up seven, that's a 40% differential. Imagine if you had 100 grand invested into the markets, well, what would you rather had? A $33,000 loss or a $7,000 gain? That's a $40,000 difference, right? But Mm -hmm. what we're seeing now is the acceleration of everything based on political pressures. And this is what I tell my kids all the time. Tell my kids, look, choices have consequences, right? Bad choices have bad consequences. Good choices have good consequences, which is not really a good consequence. It's a blessing, right? So you make good choices, and you're going to see amazing fruit from that. Well, we've got bad choices now manifesting themselves politically, economically, socially. Everything's falling apart, and yet silver thrives on that kind of activity, and, and it's booming. You know, and I was thinking about it this weekend or over the over the New Year's holiday, right, because went to the mountains with my family. We went skiing, and um, I had to go get some eggs. And uh, because we need a breakfast for the family. Well, I went to Walmart and uh, I don't do much shopping for the family. My, my wife, Joe, does does the shopping. But I've, I, you know, I go when we need stuff. Right. And so, yeah, I remember it was about a year, maybe two years ago. Don't remember. But but when I would go get eggs, just not not organic eggs, not not range free eggs, not the big, huge double XL ones, but just uh the cheapest dozen eggs you can find. They used to be ninety-nine cents, a buck twenty-nine, a dollar fifty-nine at the most. What did I just pay? This week I paid five dollars and ninety-eight cents for a dozen eggs, just the cheapest ones I could find. And that's up over three times. It's over a three hundred percent gain in the last year and a half or so. It's like, man, how are American families? surviving Biden's economic plan for America. And, I, and I, I don't see how they are. And this is where people are faced increasingly every single day with, do I feed my kids or my family or do I pay my rent? And with energy costs going through the roof, it's like, do we keep the house warm or cold or do we feed our family, right? It's these, it's these choices, right? And these are the horrible choices that not just people in America are faced with, but people around the globe, because this inflationary cycle that we're entering into is not just, um, it's not just America that's dealing with it. It's the whole world, which tells me that this is bigger than anything that you and I could possibly imagine, because we're entering into the middle stages, not even the end, but literally the, the 2022, was, it was like setting the table for what's going to happen in 2023, right? The policies that were enacted, the, the things that are coming, like central bank digital currency to try to fix the problem. That's what they're saying. It's going to fix the problem. No, it won't. It's just a digital version of fiat-based money. They can, they can issue as many digital currency units as they can paper dollars, but what that does is re- removes the privacy from it. But this is the messaging that we're going to get. We've got a problem. We've got a solution to fix it. It's not going to fix the inflationary pressures. All it does is remove your privacy. So when they continue to print money like there's no tomorrow here in, in England, in the European Union, in China, everywhere, right, people are feeling the inflationary pressure. Well, what does inflationary pressures bring? 
when people are living at the margin and they can't afford to live, it's going to start to bring social chaos. So then I started looking at the price of housing, right? Because you and I have talked a lot about housing just absolutely in free fall, right? And mm-hmm. and the the number of houses, and, and you've just gone through this recently and, and selling a house and things of that nature, right? It's like, man, this is becoming problematic. Equity values are declining. $1.5 trillion loss to American housing equity just since May. This is just their equity. They've lost one, not, not even just the value of the house. They've lost $1.5 trillion in equity, right? So, so why is that? It's because wages aren't keeping up with inflationary pressures, right? So the price of housing has to come down. And the number of, of new purchases, right, this is a huge, massive leading indicator. The, the number of people looking to buy a house is the lowest it's ever been. I mean, seriously, not, not the lowest in a decade, not the lowest in 20 years, the lowest it's ever been in measured history. So what does that mean for the housing market? It means when, when the number of new applications looking for new houses is the lowest it's ever been, what is that going to mean? For the housing market in 2023, well, it's going to come crashing down, right? So, mm-hmm. so, and and I was looking at a chart, and the chart is okay. So, when is it? Because people ask me, it's like, well, Kirk, when is housing going to bottom out and start going up? Well, we don't know the exact number, right? Nobody, nobody does. But a chart tells us what that will be. So, there's a chart of of if you couple wages with housing values, right? So wages are, there's this line that's just kind of going up slowly, but now it's coming down. You're not going to see a turnaround in housing until the housing prices, that line comes down and matches wages, and then it'll bounce back up, right? Because that's the point where people can afford it. They start buying again, and that creates momentum in the other direction. So how far down does housing have to come down for, for housing growth to equal wage growth? has to come down to at least another 40%. 40%. So that's the number, right? It's like housing needs to come down at least 40%, whether wages are climbing or wages are shrinking at some point. And if wages keep shrinking, housing is going to have to come down more, right? But the housing market won't turn around at today's numbers and, and unless it collapses another 40%. Then it becomes affordable based on people's wages. So when you look at that, and we want to be wise and prudent investors with everything that we have, do we want to invest in something right now where, boy, it's not going to start growing again until it comes down 40%? Because if it has to come down 40% for it to start growing, then it has to recover another 80% for you to break even, right? It's like, oh, my word, this is not a good investment. Um, The stock market, with lowering revenues, because people aren't spending that's got to know the 30 to 80% correction in it based on economic analysis from not just me, but across the board. You look at what Art Laffer has said. You look at what, what some of the people, some of Reagan's budget directors have said, the, the head of um, HSBC, the big London bank, thinks that we're going to have massive corrections moving forward because this is completely out of balance. So moving into 2023, when we want to give people hope, the hope is simply this. It's like, well, stay out of markets that are collapsing until they collapse and get into something that's going up. Like, like silver, up 37% in the last three months, 
and that trend is going to continue. Why is that trend going to continue? Because the fundamentals that caused its growth, the fundamentals that caused shrinkage in the other markets, nothing has changed, Josh. It's all the same. Therefore, the trends that we have right in front of us will continue. You know, there's another trend also happening, Kirk, and this is layoffs. We're seeing today, I think it was uh, Salesforce is laying off 10% of their uh, their employees. We saw this all throughout the end of 2022. Um, many CEOs have came out and said that 2023 is going to be the year of layoffs. So we're going to see massive layoffs. This isn't good, man. So no. I'm telling everybody out there, get in the gold and silver, get your investments protected. Get a free financial consultation with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Give him a call, 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and schedule that up. Kirk, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. You have a great day. We'll talk to you here next week. You too. Bye-bye. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. You know, Jim, I was just looking at this uh, this yeah. tweet here and uh, talking about DeMar Hamlin here. He So he's doing right. be- better. He's recovering. They're saying he's at 50% after being at 100% oxygen. But he, he's still, I mean, obviously in critical condition. Hmm. But uh, looking at this post here, so those who think that this was just a freak accident. Right. Right. There's plenty of information out there, the same thing happening over and over and over and over again the last two years. Right. I, I want people well, to understand this. This has happened multiple times. Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah, this is this is not something new. I mean, actually, it's been happening since the beginning of last year. They had, mm-hmm. they had kids. And what about the high school kids that were having this problem and different things like that? I mean, it, it, you got to be concerned about how many of these young kids – are on this train and they don't know when the when the, the next stop's going to happen. I mean, how, how, can you imagine having a ticking time bomb inside of you that you don't know when it's just it's like an aneurysm, right? You know, a lot of times those people have those brain bleeds, those aneurysms that it's instant lights out. Can you imagine that you thought you were you were told by your government and other agencies that this is going to save Nana and now what? You just don't know. I had, I mean, I, it, this is crazy. I, I really, I, I really, I think about the general managers who went out the, that went out and said, Hey, if you don't get this government chemical in your body, we're going to cut you, mm-hmm. uh, on these NFL teams and NBA and baseball and all this other stuff. How many of these young athletes who had never had anything in their entire life is say suddenly going to be told that this million multi-million dollar contract is going to be yanked away from you. What, how could you go to your family and say, Hey, you know, no, I'm not going to get that shot. And by the way, uh, we all have to move out. I mean, who's liable for those damages? Is it the GM? Is it? I mean, obviously Pfizer can't be, or J and J, or whoever uh, they got it from. They've all been given immunity by our government, I, and that's that's ludicrous and insane that we gave an entire industry, you know, the, the prosecutorial immunity. There's no way. But yet, so what happens? Is it the is it the general manager? Is it the ownership? Is it the NFL? I mean, the NFL is the world's largest uh, charity organization. So what happens there? Well, yeah, and, and, you know, good points, 
but we have to look at this in this perspective is that this is going to be the new pandemic of 2023 that we are going to see a lot more of this the, the question on the podcast last night was what what's going to happen this weekend with the nfl is, are we going to see something like this again because a lot of these guys just got boosters <clears throat> you know, and what happens mm. if you do? What happens if you do see this this week in the NFL? What happens if this type of event does happen again? Think right? about the the money that's involved in the NFL, just in all the supportive industries that go around that, and then if they were to shut down or slow down, what economic effect would that have across the United States? These huge these huge companies that are reliant on that business. I mean, well, Budweiser it, it, doesn't sell as much Budweiser. <laughs> well, think about this. Is you have, if you go to Klaus Schwab's fourth industrial revolution, right? His book, mm-hmm. the fourth industrial revolution, you, you start to see kind of what they were, what he was projecting. He basically said is that as automation comes about, as, you know, financial crises comes about, you're going to see a decline in the amount of people in the actual workforce. And he goes, what are we going to do with these people? You know, wh- wh- how are they going to earn a living? And that's when he talks about universal basic income, global basic income. But then they also talk about population reduction in the back end. So population reduction, people losing their jobs, losing, moving mm-hmm. out of the marketplace, as well as population reduction kind of mitigates that factor for them in the progressing future of what they're trying to do. So, you know, it, it makes sense that they would do this. And I hate to say it like this, right? Right. Is that. I, I have a, the motto at the Red Pill Project. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, your own investigation, your own inquiry, and through your own volition. And I think that they had the same motto, is that, look, don't just inject something into your body unless you know enough about it, right? But they did obviously put it out there with propaganda, with the government, with employers pushing it, with doctors pushing it. But if you held to your convictions, you held to your convictions, like some people I know did. You held to your convictions. Right. Yeah, you might have lost your job, but you'll survive. And, and you'll get yeah. another job. And, and, and life will go on. And I'm sorry that that's unfortunate. But, you know, when I, when I, when I looked at this, firstly, I was never going to get vaccinated. I was not going to go out there and put this jab in my arm. It just wasn't going to happen. But, but right. when I went out there and I saw that they started bringing about this uh, Operation Warp Speed. I, I love Donald Trump. But right when he started announcing Operation Warp Speed and the creation of a vaccine, I was like, oh, no, here we go. This is going to be a massive disaster, especially when you're involving the pharmaceutical companies, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, these types of people in the creation of this thing. Because we know that they source the raw materials directly from China. We know that the majority of the manufacturing and processing, all the – all the long-term processing of making the vaccines of kind of how you uh, – um, they, they use uh, eggs and stuff like this, right? They right, basically yeah. – um, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, uh, they uh, put them in – Incubate. 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 That's yeah. right. They incubate them. Th- this happens in China. When I saw that, I'm like, why would anybody want to put this thing in their arm? Why would anybody put this thing in their body? And, and when we saw the real numbers of COVID of you know how that you have less than a point zero zero one percent chance of being uh, dying from COVID if you're under the age of of fifty, um, you know age is sixty five and above, you have less than a what is it? A, a, it was like I think a ninety eight point seven percent chance of survival. Right. So just these numbers, it, it's they're they're better than the common flu. I mean. 
that that's how bad it was. And then when you actually go into the 2020 and look at the flu numbers, do you know how many right. flu cases there was in the United States in 20, uh, 2020? Uh, not right offhand. I, I mean, it's it, it was it was very consistent. It was always consistent number year after year. Right. So it was approximately about thirty to forty thousand flu cases each year in the United States. That's it. Yep, about thirty to forty thousand. Okay. Well, we should shut well, the world no, down deaths. for that. Sorry, sorry, deaths, deaths. Oh, deaths. deaths okay, death, deaths. Yeah, but uh, but there's thirty thousand people that die from falling for tripping. Correct. We correct. Thir- but but yeah, yes. But but hold on, hold <laughs> on, hold on. Yeah. So. Up until 2020, you had about 20 to the 40,000 deaths from the flu um, from flu each year. Mm-hmm. In 2020, there was 1,871. Hmm. Th- th- those numbers seem mm. a little off statistically. Yeah. And, and the reason <laughs> is is because what they did is they were running out of COVID cases because COVID wasn't really a problem. <clears throat> and they started taking the flu and pushing it into those numbers. That's why the right. COVID numbers match actually the flu numbers for that time period. And, and, well, and you know, people are like, well, no, you just, you don't know what you're talking about. They just, it was underreported because of COVID and the hospitals were busy and all. No, 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 no. We have to go back to the, to the CDC. We have to go back to the FDA. We have to go back to these websites and check their data. And people have done this and we've seen this data and they skewed right. the numbers massively. They lied about the COVID deaths. They lied about COVID infections. They made it seem incredibly worse than it actually was to perpetuate it, to get people into this state of fear to put an injection into their arm where the injection was the real bioweapon. The injection was the real thing, that the real agenda that they had in mind. Because once that happens, people become immunosuppressed. Once people become immunosuppressed, you can produce all types types of different environmental um, disasters, whether it's, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, changes in weather, cold, flus, viruses, bacteria, it doesn't matter. You're immunosuppressed. It's going to be very, very hard for you to survive during that. Not only immunosuppressed, but there's a persistent immunosuppression that occurs with this is that it slowly degrades your immune system over time. And so it's hmm. not like that you're just immunosuppressed and you sit at 80%. No, no, no. Every time you get sick, let's say that you're at 100% immunity and you had the, the vaccine. The immunosuppression, so you get sick, you go to 90%. You get sick again, you go to 70%. You don't recover from that. You get sick again, you go to 50%. And, and now you're in that red zone. talking about autoimmune deficiency? Exactly. That's exactly AIDS? what this is. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make everybody freak out all at once, but when you use the word autoimmune deficiency, you keep talking about immune deficiencies. I mean, so this, guys, it, it does everything opposite, and, and yet people ran to this, and our government gave it to us. I, okay, it just aligns with everything else we know. I mean, from the Twitter files coming out to the JFK stuff to you know, 9-11, all these different things, how does this not – I mean, this absolutely lines up with that. But then to see that the NFL – is doing a complete blackout of information. No, nobody's families, no players, no associates, no nothing can talk to the media right now. They, this is a cover up. Uh, this is another cover up to cover up the cover up. I mean, and they're complicit in it. The NFL knows what they have done and what the problem is. There's no way you can fight that. No way. I agree. I, and there's there's a level of complicity here that they know, and that's why. And, and we were just talking about this earlier. That the news and media stations immediately were coming out. This is not vaccine related. This is not vaccine. How do you know? How, you, you cannot tell that. The guy is still on the well, it's field. It's not from China either, yeah, Josh. No, it wasn't Jim, from China. The, the guy was still on the field. 
And they're like, this right. isn't vaccine related. <laughs> How do you know? Like you, you've ran zero tests. Like I, I was watching Twitter, people on Twitter. These are family physicians and doctors who've not seen this guy's medical charts. They don't know the status and condition of this guy because they don't have any of the information that the people at the hospital are seeing. And they're like, well, I'm pretty confident that this is uh, due to the blow in the chest. and This isn't due to the vaccine. How do you know? You don't have the information. Yeah, Anyways, we'll be crazy. back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. <laughs> oh, man. All right, back nice. with the Dark Delight show. So, we're going to go to the lines here. All right. All right. Got Gene. Gene, Gene, how are we doing today? Good, how are you? Doing well. Um, I just wanted to comment about... Um, you guys were talking about autoimmune stuff. I just wanted to share my own experience really quickly. So um, back in May, uh, not this past May, but the previous one, I uh, received a lot of familial pressure to get vaccinated. And um, against my better judgment, I received mm -hmm. one Moderna vaccine. And within a couple days, um, developed these weird, uh, I don't even know what you would call them, 
um, inside the cheeks or my inner cheeks and my mouth and on my wrist. And so I went to the doctor and it, it was actually um, lichen planus, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, and long story short, I went to a bunch of doctors and uh, it it was from from the vaccine. And I guess it, um, it, it altered something in my T cells. And so wow. my immune system basically went crazy. And, and it has cleared up for the most part, but there is definitely some accuracy there to say that uh, it, it does mess with your immune system in some way. Wow. wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Gene. And, and I appreciate you coming on with us and talking about this. Now, I've heard this from hundreds of people. This isn't this isn't a rare occurrence here. This is happening to people all over the world, all over this country. This is happening to, and that was just one dose. People I yeah. know who've gotten two or three doses have it even worse. Go ahead. It's terrible. It's and actually the um, the resident who I saw at the dermatologist, he uh, he also had a skin reaction similar from um, I think it was the Pfizer and. Uh, so I actually felt sort of validated and I felt bad for him that it also happened to him. He was a young man, but you know, he believed me when I said that this happened within a few days of the vaccine. And so, well, anyway, so so he must have some type of history or seen that coming. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. That's bad. Yeah. Well, thank wow. you for being candid about that and talking to us about it, because it's sometimes we sound like we're the only ones you know, saying this. When we have you guys call in and tell us about what's really going on, uh, it allows people to understand that this is hitting us all where we, where we live each day. Absolutely. So thanks for doing what you do. Appreciate you, thank Gene. You. Thank you so much for the call. And, and listen, skin, skin reactions are one of the most common reactions that you see with this, because basically with autoimmunity is your skin starts to basically attack itself your body starts to attack itself. And well, it is your largest organ though. So well, you have, correct. you got to think about you know, your skin is the, as an organ. It's not a layer. It's, it, it has a function. It does things for you. It filtrates things in and out. So, uh, it's not just this plastic bag you have on you. Yeah. Agreed. And so, you know, what I urge people, I was talking to a, a lady last night, <clears throat> a friend of mine, and mm. she is not, uh, she's not conservative. She's not Republican. Um, and I would say that she probably swings more left and she came up to me and asked me, uh, Hey, did you see a, about the football player? I said, Oh yeah. Uh, Damar Hamlin. She goes, yeah, yeah. She goes, do you think that's vaccine related? And I said, well, you know, I think, there, I don't think there's enough information out there to, to, to say this for fact, but I would say that the, this is where we're all leading because we've seen this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in the last two years from people who are vaccinated, who are athletes. And then she starts to tell me that, you know, I got vaccinated. I, I'm, you know, I'm double or triple vax. And she's been having, she says, I've not, I have not felt the same since I, I don't feel normal. She said that my, wow. my blood feels weird and that I have like this, this, uneasiness and this resistance in my legs. And I said, well, you need to go to the doctor and you need to get checked for blood clots like immediately. Right. Well, here's one thing though, Josh, that person who asked you that question had that question in their head because there is a doubt. There is a reason 
to bring that into the conversation. If it wasn't, you're just like, no, move on. It's, you know, this guy's an athlete. He, you know, whatever, took too much pre-workout or whatever. It would, you immediately, the conversation went to that. So if you, that's the immediate conversation, then that's what, there's a problem that right there. If you can have that question asked, then right there's the, the entire problem. If you could have debunked it immediately, it's gone, move on. Right. But well, know yeah. that we're still having this conversation days later, and we'll continue to have the conversation for a long, long time. I mean, I can imagine that there will be people decades from now talking about, well, you remember in 2022 when they started falling off and this and that? That was just the beginning. They didn't know what was coming next. And how, you know, we're, we're, you know hindsight's 2020, but there's a lot of things that you, if you have the ability to even ask the question, that right there, that, that makes you have to hesitate and really dig deeper into this whole thing. I 100% agree. And, you know, for everybody out there, listen, we, we know groups of doctors, a lot of these people are trying to work on solutions to what's happening and trying mm-hmm. to develop various different therapies to help people. Um, and so if you guys are interested in those or anything like that, please just, you know, just contact myself or Jim. You can find our contact yeah. information there on the WYSL website, as well as just the easiest way, socialredpill.com, which is my private social network. You can go there. You can DM me. We can get you a list of, of people to talk to. Um, but listen, this is about saving our country, saving humanity, and, and, and saving, saving what we have left of the constitutional republic that we have here. And, you know, what's going on in this country right now needs to be addressed. And I'm hoping with this Congress that's coming in, I'm hoping with what's happening right now with this transition in the political atmosphere that this is brought up because we know that Senator Ron Johnson has had multiple hearings on this. We know that there's various congressmen and senators out there that are outspoken about the adverse effects that are coming about from the vaccine. So I'm hoping that we do see some progression in this information and that that the scientific community starts to get notified that hey you stop have to, you have to stop pushing the propaganda you have to stop lying and that actually they move towards a resolution to fix this problem because it is a problem and they're suppressing it just like we were talking about you know Demar falls on the field immediately after all news broadcasts. It's not vaccine related, not vaccine related. We don't know what happened, but it's not vaccine. How do you know this? You don't know this. You're being pressured into saying this or you're saying this in the midst of fear because them themselves are vaccinated. Right. And this is the problem. This is the real problem is that, well, it's not vaccine. How do you know that? Like the doctors on the Twitter, it's not vaccine. How do you know that? You don't. And then they say, well, you, you definitely know that it's not uh, from the blunt force trauma to the chest. Yeah, I can watch the video and tell you that the, the tackle yeah. that he made was, was almost perfect. The, the, right. the helmet was to the, to the right shoulder. The shoulder pad was underneath the, the left shoulder. Okay, There's no direct contact with the heart. He does a tuck and roll and transfers the, the inertia down to the ground. It, right. It's a great tackle. And yeah. they're starting to say, well, it was blood force trauma to the heart. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, there, there, I had uh, Dr. James Thorpe on uh, my show yesterday, and, and uh, he, he talks about that. And also you know, that, that there's, there really wasn't what they keep thinking this is. And, and Dr. Richard Bartlett, I talked to him on that night, on Monday night, and he said, you have to be in a car accident to create the injury that they're trying to describe. 
there, right. there's no way that that just can happen with even if a baseball to the chest at so many miles an hour, it has to be perfect spot on, blah, 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 all these things. And that's not the tackle that happened. To say that, it's just very disingenuous. And obviously, they were just grabbing it, you know, words to fill dead air, right? That you could see those guys were completely like deer in the headlights. Holy crap. You know, and they kept saying, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never seen anything like this before. It's like, you kind of have, but you're not willing to admit that. But it has never happened in the NFL in that way. And this is this is sad that we can't just be honest. And this is where even us having this conversation, we're, we're doing it with a little bit of hesitancy, not wanting to push too hard in one direction to say we know it affirmatively, we know this, this, and this. But the problem is, is the dots are too close to each other. The dots are starting to become a line now. And the fact that we can't just be blatantly honest and ask these questions outright, we have to do the, well, you know, maybe possibly could be, you know, on the third Sunday of the fourth afternoon no, guys, we have to start getting real honest with each other about what is going on with our money, what's going on with our government, what's going on with our medical. And 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 just once we clear all that up, we can all have that, you know, that breath for a minute, right? Mhm. 100%, man. So, listen, guys, Jim's going to be joining you for the next hour. I got to run. I hope you guys have Thank a great you, day. I'm going to see you guys tomorrow, but Jim, you have the con. And so everybody Very else good. We'll be right tomorrow. back right after these messages, guys. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Okay, welcome back, guys. <laughs> it's the second hour back to dark to light. I, I got screwed up there. I got a little early uh, before the mic got turned back on, so I apologize for that. But, hey, guys, thank you so much for being here. And in, in a day like today where uh, you guys are being threatened with the uh, NOAA-type weather coming in where NOAA's going to build the boat and, and you guys are going to float off into the into the Great Lakes, uh, you guys, I guess a couple weeks ago I heard you guys were you know, snowed in. And uh, your your governor still cannot quite figure out in her 72-degree controlled atmosphere that she lives in and all the time that the weather outside is not extreme. It's just called weather, and it's always in a constant change and flux. And I, 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 that always surprises me how she seems to be so flabbergasted with the, the effects of the world outside the glass of her office anyway. So as we're going through these things, guys, I, I, the, the NFL stuff, there's too many questions too many questions that can be simply answered with honesty and forthright effort. Not this, well, put everybody into a, you know, we're blackout on uh, all media communication, this and that. No Twittering, no no Facebooking, no TikToks, no nothing, and then no interviews. Guys, that right there tells me that they are trying to get their ducks in a row, and uh, it's not lining up very well because they're doing this for too long. Uh, one thing I will give you is as, as, as a medical giving i'm not trying to do doom and gloom here but you know 80 percent who go on intubation don't come off 
no matter what the reason why they were put on intubation. And the fact that he, the longer you're on there, the longer you're on intubation, the, the, your chances of getting off intubation get lower and lower. And so the things that are happening in this situation, we really need to ask those next level questions. I, I want to know why the ambulance didn't have the local EMS stickers uh, and those kind of things on there. What kind of privatized ambulance was that? You know, what was really going on in there? What happened on the field uh, that was going on while he was laying there? The, those questions could be very easily answered and just be very forthright. But the fact that they're going dark really, really causes me to pause. So let's just, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, uh, let that dog lie there for a little bit and just and, and let that simmer. I, I, I apologize that if it, it, it bothers people to talk too much about it or not enough. But I want to move on to a couple other things that we have going on in the world around us right now. Um, Mr. McCarthy, and I don't know if you guys noticed, Mr. McCarthy is this guy who has a sweat back hair and he's got this jawline and all this stuff. If you noticed, he kind of came into the GQ getting my tan on, getting my face kind of done, getting some Botox. Uh, he really has cleaned up his look in the last six to eight months. If you go back and look at him a year ago and look at him now, uh, he's obviously getting some help somewhere. Someone's using a little facial cream. Somebody told him, hey, I got a doctor. We'll do a little tuck here, a little boom there. We'll get you all cleaned up. You'll look amazing on camera. I mean, he wasn't a bad-looking guy. I wouldn't say he was like a, you know, a troll of any effect, but he definitely has cleaned up his look. But now he just got through, just minutes ago, lost another vote to be Speaker of the House. Not, he's lost another one. So he, I think it was, what, three or four yesterday, three yesterday, another one this morning. He doesn't have the votes. And everybody's like, well, the Republican Party is in disarray, and oh, the world's falling apart. If you tell me that you go in and you elect the person on the very first vote every single time, and you've done that for 100 years, I'm tell you're telling me that you guys have not put forth any effort into putting in a leader into that position. You're, it's whoever's turn it is next. You know, it's this, oh, well, it's John's turn. Oh, it's Sally's turn. And well, they've been here forever, so you've got to put them in leadership. That is exactly opposite of what leadership should look like. And one of the things that we have in today's society, in, in America, I'm, I, and I'm not just saying America, but globally, all the way down to your local Rotary Club, to the, the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and the, you know, the Shriners and everybody, we have, a, we have a void in a lot of these organizations because we're putting the guy in who's next into leadership, not because we're putting in the guy in who is best at leading into leadership. And too many times we're, we're getting these people like we see in these situations, small groups, small organizations where it, it, we have these years, it's like nothing gets done. Well, because we didn't have a good leader. Well, next year we'll get, you know, oh, Craig, he's going to be our next, oh, it's going to be a great year next year because Craig's a real go-getter and he's a real leader. And the sad part of it is, is that's, that's what we're seeing in our house right now is that Kevin McCarthy somehow swindled his way or snaked his way up to the top of the heap of crap that we have called Washington, D.C., and he, oh, I'm going to be speaker. And uh, that's that doesn't impress me whatsoever. Now, people like Jim Jordan and people that I have seen through the years actually hold the line and actually was willing to be the person that we need in a leadership role, which means he's not popular which means he's not placating and crossing the aisle to shake the hands of crawl. We're going to, because we all know it's two wings of the same bird, guys. The left, the right, the Democrats, the Republicans, the GOP, the whatever you want to, whatever name you want to throw out there, whatever slang, it's still two wings of the same bird. 
And the sad, sad part of it is, is that the things that we're seeing in this little play, struggle, fight, power thing we're going through right now, it really is, it's just, it's just laziness. Everybody knows who the good leaders are. And the problem is, is the establishment, as I call the left and the right wing of the bird, the establishment has already made their king. And in fact, the WEF is actually, if I remember right, they were already saying he will be a great Speaker of the House. So if the, the World Economic Forum is, is um, saying they want to see McCarthy in there, that's exactly who I don't want in there. Just like when people run out and tell me about, you know, Putin, oh, 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 Putin, he's a horrible, horrible leader. He's, you know, he's tearing apart Ukraine. If CNN is telling me that, then I'm going to believe the exact opposite of uh, my Uncle Putin over there. Uncle Putin is, is a great guy as far as I'm concerned. If CNN is their enemy, if he's the enemy of CNN, then he's my guy. And I know that sounds weird because it, there's some things he doesn't do that we don't like, but are we sure we're hearing it from a good source? Or is this the AP News? Or is this the CNN of the, of the days? So right now, um, there was an article put out by Yahoo this morning. Republicans are attempting to pass a new House rule to block materials compiled by the panel that investigated the January 6, 2021 insurrection. Remember, we're supposed to get all weepy and cry because our it was worse than the Civil War. Um, guys, I had an article written in the Gateway Pundit and the Gulag uh, that – shows the the paid actors and we it talked about it in the article and those things when i when i took i was around the back side i was on the other side of the building and i ran into paid actors i ran into the guy the buffalo guy and i ran into a guy who had a senate coaster and all these different things so all the narrative you hear about the time on january 6 guys we're going to find out that the timelines in which they were trying to put things together you're going to find out that trump was still speaking while things were going on in the capitol these timelines don't work um, I was there. I, I was around the backside. I was not where the scaffolding was or any of that. But I'll give you one more caveat before I finish this article here. I spent eight, almost 18 years as a private contractor for the Department of Defense. And I built, I, I'm sorry, I designed, built, and trained the military how to use the exact security systems that are on that Capitol building. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you think you can go up there with a little plastic flag pole and beat on the glass and just magically the doors open – you are, you are sadly mistaken. So you're telling me that, hey, Iran, all you got to do is go up there with a plastic pole and you can get right into our Capitol building. There's no security on that. It's just, 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 just old people voting on stuff. Just walk right in. It's exhausting to think that way. It's exhausting to, to know that I spent almost 18 years of my life for the Department of Defense building these, these security systems that are in that building all across the United States for our military men and women. And you're telling me you can just walk in there with a flagpole? little plastic flagpole just breaks the glass out. You can just pull the glass out of the, the frame. I know the security protocols that was put in there after 9-11 because of blast-proofing, bulletproofing, shelter-in-place. There is no way you're getting in that building. It's not going to happen unless the command center that's inside that building, which is remote, allows those 5,000-pound mag locks to be released and those doors to be open outwards. Those are two-and-a-half-inch steel doors. You're not getting in that building, folks. You're not getting in there. But let's go back to this uh, this, this uh, insurrection. Oh, by the way, insurrection, the word insurrection. I have a Black Laws uh, Dictionary, Black Laws Dictionary book uh, right here on my desk, and I look it up all the time when I hear a legal term thrown around. Like people, that's illegal, you know, legally – and they'll use some word. Well, the word insurrection doesn't ex exist in the Black Laws Dictionary. So again, I I'm picking apart 
very easily the narrative of what these guys hung their hats on from the security systems that, that are inside the building and outside the building to the word insurrection. So anyway, the Republicans are attempting to pass a new House rule to block material compiled by the panel led by Ms. Cheney, or Cheney, Ms. Ms. Liz Cheney, um, the panel that investigated the January 6, 2021 insurrection from immediately going to the National Archives. So they're trying to hide all this information that they were putting out there. They're trying to keep this from going into the National Archives where you'll have full access to it. In other words, you have to wait for 50 years. Now wait, when do we hear somebody, some some corporation, some entity, some industry wanted to hide the uh, the information for 70-some years about their government chemical you put in your body? Remember that? They wanted to seal all that information from the general public, but they've been having to release it as a slow trickle over the last couple of years. So here we have Miss Liz Cheney uh, trying to CYA herself to so that way you don't know what's really going on. So you can't compare notes to what they were saying to the actual facts that are going to be coming out here in the coming days. The video of Nancy Pelosi saying, I want to punch uh, Trump in the mouth. That didn't happen to leak out by accident. That was that. These are all timing, guys. Things are coming out for a reason. And we're very close to a lot of things being very, very, very relevant and eye-opening i'm looking forward to this year so guys hang on there we got a commercial break coming up here don't go anywhere i'm jim price on dark delight wysl we'll be right back Guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it 
by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to WYSL. Jim Price on the Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Guys, we're, we're talking about things in real time. Now, this is not me going, you know, last month I was out in my backyard and I saw this bird flying across the sky. And it was just so, just so monumental. I was, I appreciated the bird. Now, this is stuff happening in real time where we're seeing that things in our world we're seeing the the pushback. We're seeing the cover up. We're seeing the subverting, you know, and 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 look the other way and the shiny object of this and that. And there is so many things. But by the way, let me throw something out there for you. As you guys were worrying about Andrew Tate getting arrested over in in uh, the foreign, far and far away way of land that we don't even associate with much in Romania, um, J.P. Morgan laundered money for Jeffrey Epstein. And that came out, and there's actually case file to it. So, guys, there are so many pieces of this. It is just terrifying. I, I wish that we could just be honest, and that, that would solve. I wouldn't have to talk about this. I mean, it would literally make it. We just stop what we're doing if honesty was the practice of the day. And but yet we're seeing so many lies. I have to sit here and pull back and over-explain and walk you through and give you the history of and then I'm gonna right. Isn't that what we do? I mean, this is literally a daily thing. I do this, I do the, the midday show with you guys here in New York, and I love this. I, I love being a part of what's going on up there, and I really do appreciate you guys bringing me into your homes and your vehicles and your work. Thank you so much for that. But at the same time, I've got to pull back all this stuff day after day in my, my evening show. And then on, I do guest spots on other shows as well. People call me and have me on their shows and say, hey, Jim, what about this and what about that? And what's the deal do, doing here? What's this? And I have to walk them through, but I have to go back 20, 30, 40, 100 years in history to show you how they've been doing to this all along. Now, there has been a release. Uh, there's an article came out uh, from WKBW that uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to go ahead and hold meetings and do a walkthrough uh, and no media available. So they're going to do a, they're gonna continue to do a blackout, but all the, the team has to show up. And um, this one last thing, this one last little thing I'm going to ask you a question on. You understand the availability of oxygen and gases in your blood and the effect of that loss to the brain. And I understand they have an intubation. I understand they have them on 100% oxygen. They've lowered it down to 50% oxygen, blah, 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 all the stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it, I, I, it concerns me, organ failure and the brain, the brain stuff is very, very big in this whole thing. So we have to be mindful about what happened here. But again, why can't we know more pre-information, the history of this situation going on? Why? Because... It's going to get, I think some black eyes are going to be had. And this GM who went out and forced other people to do things to their body, 
it, it, I think there should be some liability there. I think there should be some, I don't know. If, I, if I'm telling you to put, if I said, hey, Jim Price from WYSL tells you to go put this in your body and you're going to do what I say, um, that, that's putting some liability on myself, isn't it? I mean, I'm taking on certain things to tell you what to do. And I have to make sure that I know what I'm talking about before I just wildly tell you to go out and put some experimental chemical in your body. And I have to understand that risk. So I'm not going to tell you to go out and do things that I don't know for sure. And that's got it. There's got to be some, there's going to, I just don't see this ending well. It's not going to get better with age, no matter how much they cover up. And the problem is the longer they cover it up, it really shows really how bad things are. So let's get back to the January 6th thing. And And I know I went into a long discussion with you about the, the security systems that I've, I've I worked on. And, and I'm coming from a place of expertise. I, I, I just want you guys to understand, I, I've come from a place where I, I know those systems in there. But then why is January 6th committee trying to seal these for 50 years so you guys are all dead and all the January 6ers are sitting in jail are dead as well? Right, because they don't want to be held accountable for their actions. And by the way, I can read the Constitution just like you can. And if you go and read the Constitution, it says that there should, there is to always be bail allowed in every crime except for capital murder, and even capital murder can have an exemption to, to you know, to, to make the bail high enough that it meets the crime. And so, why are January Sixers still held in solitary confinement in a place where they do not live, where their family cannot visit them, for a crime of trespassing? And this whole January 6th, where you guys, guys, listen, you, every one of you listening to me right now, every one of you paid for this. Well, you may not have paid it on your credit card right now or taken it right out of your checking account right now, but somebody's swiping a credit card at the old Fed level, right? And so somewhere, somewhere along the line, you're paying for this. So these people sat around and did all this pomp and circumstance, oh, and they even had a Hollywood producer helping them put it all together so it looked as good as they could for the dramatics to be as amazing as it can be. You paid for a Hollywood producer to sensationalize the information in January 6th. Don't you feel proud? I mean, your money went to this. This is, oh, man, I paid a producer to, to, to lie to me, man. I'm so proud of myself. Why would in the world would you ever say that? But you have. So when Liz Cheney and uh, Kis- uh, Kinzinger and uh, all the Laura and all these people are up there crying, I'm so I'm so scared for my life. And and Nancy was it uh, AOC said she was hiding behind a bathroom door, but she was in another building. She wasn't even in the Capitol building, but she ran and hid in a bathroom door in a building that wasn't the one that was supposedly under attack. This guys, this is they're hiding it for fifty years. Why? Why do they need to hide this? Why do they need to keep it out of the archives where it's readily available to the general public? Why? Because you're going to find out how much you were used and abused, and you paid for it. You paid for it. I, 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 this is the one thing I cannot get people to really give me a good answer on. Are you okay with paying for abortions around the world? Are you okay with our government going in and creating wars and crimes around the globe? Are you okay with your own government creating crimes within your own your own borders? Are you okay with your government keeping people without bail in solitary confinement for trespassing? You're okay with that because that's what your tax dollars are going to. So you're okay paying into a system that continues to do things that you are not okay with at any level. 
well, you can't collect rainwater on your property because the EPA uh, owns the water, and they said that the water comes out, you can't capture it in barrels and blah, blah. That's your government. Your government is doing that. Your government is doing things. Your government makes it take five years to get an oil refinery permit to change out a distillation tower that will be more efficient and less pollutant. It takes five years to get that application through. I have friends in the oil industry, and they, they tell me they build into the cost of the distillation tower replacement five years of administrative fees to get the permit. Now, why does it take that long to get something that's more efficient and less pollutant? Because that's your government. And this is what you're paying into. So when do you say enough is enough? I mean, if, you're, if you had a kid doing this to you, if you had a spouse doing this, if your neighbor was doing would you keep paying them? Would you keep letting them do that? And I don't understand why we just kind of like, well, if I ignore it, it'll go away. Guys, it's your money. It's your country. It says we the people. It doesn't say anything else. There's nothing else in front of that. Well, after the government tells me what to do, we the people shall obey. No, your constitution limits your government. Your constitution tells you that you have the right to pursue your happiness in whichever way you see fit. You also have the right to redress your grievances with your elected representatives, your public servants. But I got a January 6th committee that we all paid into telling me that I can't see the work they were doing for 50 years. Well, I, I should be okay with that, right? Right? Just like the whole JFK thing. Now, I'm not real happy with Mike Pompeo because he was ahead of the CIA at the time when those, po- those documents should have been released. And for whatever reason, he blocked it, and I'm not good with that. I actually campaigned with Mike Pompeo when I was running for Senate, state Senate in, in 2016. I, I, know the, I met the guy, knew the guy at that time. I have not talked to him since. He seemed like a nice guy, but he was also just hot-ring for House of Representatives at that time. Guys, what happened? Why was it that he felt like it couldn't be released, and why do we still see redactions? Why is it that this has been supposedly fully released to the public with redactions? Again, I go back to, what did I say in the beginning of this whole diatribe when I went off on all this stuff about January 6th and all this? Honesty. You know, light is a great disinfectant. You see what uh, you see what Elon Musk is doing right now? He's putting some disinfectant out there, but you know he didn't do it all at once, kind of like the WikiLeaks stumps, kind of like the the different things that we've had over the years, where it's just thousands and thousands of files that we just it's just too much to go through. He is allowing people to walk through this and actually break it apart and explain it to you and show you what pieces are really relevant to how. The FBI, the CIA, the NSA were going in and talking to Twitter and Google and Facebook and Pinterest. Now, that's the one that always throws me off is that they were telling Pinterest, you know, they're, they were involved in Pinterest. I, I didn't know the recipes and, and uh, backyard scapes were a big political arena, but uh, obviously the FBI felt it necessary to talk to Pinterest and be fully involved. But now we're finding out that they're paying Twitter and Facebook and these others to then – take people off, and then to move information around. This is a mess from the word go. But what is Twitter doing? They're shedding light on these things. They're giving us that daylight to get that disinfectant there so that we can actually have honesty and transparency. But we have to get it from a private hail corporation for $44 billion? Thank you, Elon Musk, for doing that. Well, I'm Jim Price, and here at Dr. Light, guys, we got a commercial break coming up. You guys just don't go anywhere. we got one more half hour, and we'll be right back.
Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back. It's Jim Price and the Dark Delight Show. Appreciate you guys all being here. we got one half hour left. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on your lunch hour or lunch break or whatever you guys got going on today. Thank you. Remember, the rain is coming. That snow you had a couple of weeks ago, that's global cooling. Now you have global warming. I don't – just talk to your governor. She seems to be the climate expert. You guys have really got a just an amazing – leader is that what leadership looks like because i i don't know someone has to work me through this whole thing but it looks like uh, kevin mccarthy's looking and he's going to reach across the uh the aisle on this uh whole vote thing for uh speaker of the house he's trying to get a few of the old dems to back him which then tells you exactly what we're dealing with doesn't it folks you know, Republican in name only. I just really, when I heard that name, oh, it was probably back 2014, I heard that, and I was like, wow, how rude that is. And I'm going to tell you now, guys, it's sad that we are seeing this play out right in front of us. But what is that? That's honesty, right? We're actually starting to see the truth behind what is really going on in our politics and our day-to-day stuff. Well, there's some stuff going out there. The U.S. spy agencies are working inside America's borders to assist with disasters preparing for climate change. Wait, what? Why are U.S. spy agencies working? I thought they were supposed to be doing spy stuff in way far away lands where the those governments and peoples are trying to infiltrate us and hurt us. Oh, wait, that's the whole... Uh, I, I, you guys know the story. Come on. They, yeah, they're looking at you guys, and they want to see how they can do things. We, there's a CNN producer who's actually been caught on tape talking about how we're going to hear nothing in 2023 but climate change. They're going to beat the dr- the war drums of climate change is the new uh, global warming. Remember the hole in the ozone when we were kids? What happened to that? Now, wait, guys, I have a, I, I'm, all right, stop, 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 stop. I know we were, gonna, we were talking politics a minute ago, and I'm, I, I want to talk about this. Uh, we had a hole in the ozone in the 80s that eliminated big bar hair. And where the women really put in the, the, the final net and uh, the, all the hairspray and blow drying and all that. And as a guy of the 80s, um, I kind of miss it. I, I I thought that was I really I thought that was what I I really liked it I like that that the women are out there putting the final the, all the hairspray and the flammable liquids into their hair and we got rid of all that because there was a hole in our ozone remember that it was gonna like be like a magnifying glass that just scorches across the earth and just kills and devastates everybody you know like a, a magnifying glass in a kid's hand burning ants on the ground remember that that what happened to I thought we were. I thought we were supposed to die from that. I thought there was like skin cancer, but then we found out skin cancer is actually coming from the sun tan block or, or the sun the the sunscreen lotion that you put on. But well, we found out that that's actually that's actually what's causing the skin cancer. Anyway, all right. But what happened to the ozone hole in the ozone? Did we heal that? Was there a did we put a patch or something on that where we? We got rid of big bar hair, and someone's going to have to really come to me with some great answers why big bar hair was taken off the table here. I, I, I am highly disappointed. I want to know why, and I want it to come back immediately, and I want the cans of Final Net that – come on. We took all the propellants out of things, but guys, we took propellants out of hairspray and things like that, but did you know that most of the propellants that are in PAM, the spray you use to keep things from sticking to pans, you know, the PAM spray, look it up. It's, uh, pro- it's propane. They use propane in Pam to spray the vegetable oil onto your pots and pans that you don't want things to stick to. So, yeah, um, that's fine, right? Propane in your food products. 
because we can't have other accelerants because of the hole in the ozone that didn't kill us 40 years ago. Anyway, that's my that's that was my little dip. That's that's all on me. Sorry, I, I got way off track. I'll I'll, I'll dock my pay for that. Uh, but this is a personal issue for me that we got rid of big bar hair because we were all going to die from the big magnifying glass called the hole in the ozone that was going to kill us all. And here we are 40 years later, and I don't have my big bar hair, and I'm complaining about it. And all right, that's it. All right, going back to uh, the U.S. intelligence agency is turning to domestic developments to assist with disaster relief. Wait, hold on a second. Disaster relief. What did, what disasters are we needing relief from? I, I well, maybe this maybe they'll maybe they'll fill us in here and hope uh, or to help prepare for climate change. The National Geo Intelligence Agency, the NGA, a special organization that typically supports Department of Defense oversees combat operations with mapping and imagery. They're helping relief workers in Florida locate and rescue survivors from the hurricane. Well, that's great. That's awesome. But why are they using spy agencies to do this? I thought we had the Red Cross and the local FEMA and uh, all those other agencies. Why do we have... Again, see, guys, I don't understand why we pay for a government that is so big that I didn't know that this was happening. If I looked at my constitution lately... There's only two things that the, 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 the Constitution of the United States actually allows for governing, immigration and national security. So what has that got to do with deal, dealing with, uh, nat, with uh, natural disasters? Can't the state handle that? Why is it that we are not leaving the money in the states that need that instead of giving it to a federal government so they can create bureaucracy, then they come back to help us where we needed the money? Why don't we just leave the money where it was at originally? How about we cut down that huge millstone that hangs around our neck? You know, why don't we cut that tie to that? Why don't we put the federal government back in its place where it says national security and immigration are the only two functions that the federal government needs? Well, how how different would your life be? When the government shuts down, when they you know, remember that whole government shutdown thing where they're like, oh, the federal government can't move forward. The whole world just quits turning on its axis because we don't have money to move forward. Uh, did you guys notice anything in your life changing? Not really. Maybe some fishing permits didn't go out. Maybe some other little bureaucracies things didn't go out. But did you? What if they didn't? What if they weren't the ones issuing those permits? And the local states, the local state sovereign states, were actually issuing those permits, and they were doing what they need to do within their boundaries. What if we just let? Oh, that would be a lot easier because I know Joe because I live next door to Joe, and Joe lives in the same state I do, and he knows what the fishing's like here, right? Imagine that if we had localized government. Oh, wait, that's exactly how our country was built. That's exactly what it says. And that's why the Supreme Court in the EPA ruling, which now the potato-in-chief is trying to reverse, the EPA ruling says that the government doesn't have the right to go into the individual states. Individual state rights supersede the federal government. That was in the Supreme Court hearing, and that's what happened in that ruling, just like the abortion ruling. Well, the abortion ruling was never about abortions. It was a privacy act between the doctor and the patient, which HIPAA then replaced. But we were still working under the old rules saying that abortion's legal. Well, no, that's not what it was. It was about a privacy between the doctor and the patient. But when the Supreme Court said, hey, states, you handle it. None of our business. That is actually a constitutional way of looking at our federal government's function. Well, why is that a problem? Because, because, because uh, you're, you're messing with women's access to health care. Are you? 
Are we? What? Wait, hold on. Uh, states, you handle it. That didn't say anything about abolishing anybody's access to health care or doing anything. Here's a sad part. I mean, let me give you guys a little bit of it. This is we have we have we have such disinformation. We can't even talk about what Roe versus Wade is without people getting territorial or tribal about what the ruling was. It was a privacy act. It was never. It was not not to legalize killing human beings. It wasn't that. And that's why we all get all. Everybody gets in their corners. Everybody does a little thing. And I've even had pro-lifers get mad at me because I'm like, hey, it's a privacy. Act. No, no, no. It was a bottom board. Guys, just just be careful because as long as they keep us fighting, as long as they keep us looking at each other and punching each other and yelling at each other, we're not fighting them. Do you, do you see the problem there? Do you see where I'm going with this? If I'm fighting you, we're not fighting them. And that means they win. They're the ones that are successful at doing what they want to do as they want to do it because we're too busy kicking each other in the, sh- in the shins and, and making a mess of each other. What happens if we all start really looking to our government, looking to our local police officers, our policy enforcers, looking to our local governments and saying, I want you to default to freedom. I want you to default to freedom, no longer defaulting to incarceration. I want you to look at your job as making sure my freedoms are insured. Hmm. We don't talk that way, do we? But that's plainly written in your Constitution. And I can go by, I can do this for days on how the Constitution makes our life so simple. But I was talking to a local vice principal of the, of the largest school in the Wichita School District, which is one of the larger school districts in the country, and he told me that the, the Constitution is an outdated document. It's, it doesn't, it's not relevant to today. Technology and, and advances in science and, and all these things, that the Constitution is just not relevant. This is a vice principal of the largest school in one of the largest school districts in our country, says the Constitution is irrelevant. Now, that's terrifying. And I said, well, the problem is, is because we start our, our conversation, we start our argument at the last argument instead of going back to the Constitution and starting all conversations and arguments there. Every time we think of those things that we want to argue about, we want to push back on, we want to do these things with each other, we want to get all mad, well, maybe we should start thinking about how we started at the Constitution first. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. WYSL with Dark Delight, Jim Price. We'll be right back after these commercials. We'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, 
it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back, guys. A Dark Delight with Jim Price and Josh Reed. Josh Reed is a—he's uh, already gone on to his appointment and got me for the last hour. This is our last segment of the of the, of the day, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been awesome having you guys. You know, I get fired up about the simplicity of some of the the answers for these complex questions because it's that simple. And so many times we, we get, we're like, oh, you know, I got to work out this physics problem and I got to get the sun and the moon and I got to do it. Sometimes guys just pull it back. Was it keep it simple, stupid, KISS, that acronym we should be using in our life quite often? There's a lot of things out there and a lot of the answers are right here in front of us. And we don't have to go running to more legislation. Well, we need to make a law so that that law doesn't do that law and then that law doesn't do the, this law and then it, that's the unintended consequences of everything we do. If we're not defaulting to freedom, then that's where we find ourselves in these cages that we have built for ourselves. And we're building cages for ourselves. The, the government is limited by our Constitution. What we, what they say they swore an oath to in front of God and the country that they will protect our Constitution from foreign and domestic enemies— now, the problem is, is that if they're not using that Constitution to think about what they're doing in their daily lives, and we're not holding them accountable, then that's how we get where we are. And yes, we were given our Cheerios and our graham crackers and our cans of soda pop and, you know, and our cans of this and that, and we got, uh, we got all these things. And there's a lot of things that we've been given which allowed us to be a little bit lazy, and a little bit lazy, and a little bit lazy, and here we are. We do have a caller calling in. Uh, go ahead, caller. I, I missed your name. Hey, hey Jim, uh, John. Uh, John. Listen, uh, Happy yes, New Year to you, number one. Oh, you uh, too, sir. Thank you. Uh, you had mentioned, I, earlier in the show, you talked about you were at the, the Capitol on January 6th. Yes, sir. Which is <clears throat> pretty cool. Anyway, uh, there's a, uh, some activists out of Buffalo, Russ and Jewel Thompson. Uh, mm -hmm. Russ has been an activist uh, for quite a while. In fact, he started the Tea Party uh, Buffalo area Tea Party back uh, going right. back 12 years or so ago. Anyway, uh, they were at, they were also at the Capitol January 6th. Uh, I should say Jewel was. Russ was sick at the time. And they had a couple busloads of people from the Buffalo and Rochester area there. 
And she was right. talking about the Antifa and BLM people that were there that were yep. in costumes and, yep. and, and uh, taking off clothes, putting on different uh, uh, decor, and uh, mm-hmm. trying to blend in as part of uh, the, the uh, conservatives and right. uh, caused, instigated a lot of problems there. She actually witnessed that. Uh, did you also see that? Oh, absolutely. Um, that was part of the article that was in Gateway Pundit uh, that the people I was – there was these Capitol Police, and he had a caution vest on the outside of his coat, and his badge was hanging on the caution vest. And then his two magazine holders on his belt didn't have magazines in it, but he didn't have a weapon either. And so the, I took pictures of this. I just was like, what am I seeing here? Like, and I started taking pictures, and I wish I'd have done more. But then there was it, it just it just I kept getting this eerie feeling something wasn't right something wasn't right so I, I was there for a while and I'm like I got to get out of here there's I'm not going to be a part of this and so I left and there was a two column military dressed I, I don't I don't even want to call them because they they didn't have insignia on them they didn't have patches they had but they were in khakis they were in, in BDUs their blousing was wrong on their legs they were out of step but they were in two columns jogging towards the Capitol as I was leaving. And I'm like, what am I watching here? This is ridiculous. And so hopefully we're going to see some of this transparency coming out. And I do I do uh, uh, applaud those that were there. I mean, this was actually us doing what we should do as Americans, but now we're being demonized as being something we were not. And, and this is all ignored. Uh, this There was a lot of things ignored in the, in the committee hearings that the Democrats put on, that w- mm-hmm. which was a real farce. Uh, and in fact, uh, uh, Jewel, I heard Jewel on, uh, I think it was WBEN radio for about an hour mm-hmm. interview. This is going back a year or so ago. And right. she, they were interviewed, her and her husband, after the fact at their house on, in the Buffalo area. And uh, the, I guess they were local agents from the FBI out of Buffalo. And uh, he said, she said that they uh, listened to them and uh, they didn't think much of it. They didn't think much right. of this so-called uh, insurrection at all and kind of laughed it off. Right. Did they come back after her? Or did they, did they no, have, not, not at all. Visitor? Not at all. They, they wow. believed uh, her, and right. uh, that, was, that was the end of it, as far as I know. Now, well, see, the problem is, is that there was, no, there was no designated signs. I went to the other side of the building, so I wasn't part of the scaffolding or where the doors were open at all. But there's no signs. There was no barricades. There was no nothing there that would say don't enter these areas. And so the fact that they have picked up two thousand people now and, and they're continuing to want to spend more money, they they've gotten like twenty billion dollars to continue the January sixth investigation. Uh, that causes me concern that they're just making criminals out of people that were just happened to be there. Well, I'm hopeful. Hopefully, the Republican House will get into more of the detail of what happened mm-hmm. and what Antifa, what the BLM was involved, their involvement in some of the cover-ups right. that happened uh, regarding the death yeah. of uh, Ashley as, as right. one example. Right. Well, one thing I want to ask everybody, and I keep trying to get out there, is that 
where was the casting call for a lot of these paid actors who showed up to do this? What, what was where was there an agency in the local area in New York or D.C. that assembled these people to be paid actors? Because the guys I took photos of, their jackets were brand new with no wrinkles in the arms, no wrinkles at the waist, nothing in the armpits, very clean looking, brand new jackets and things. So that tells me that a lot of these people were paid actors, and where were they getting their paycheck from? And I think maybe those things should be coming out soon, but I would really like people to look at that next step question of how we got there and why those people were there and who paid them. Where did that money come from? And what happened to John Sullivan? Supposedly, he was the Antifa uh, PLM sympathizer who was the first mm-hmm. person arrested. I haven't heard anything yeah. about his case. Well, it's like the Ray Epps thing as well. Then we found out he was texting his nephew about how he got people to go in there and, and got them trapped inside the building and stuff like that. I think things will be coming out, but we have to be mindful to pay attention to that and put the gravity behind those factual information so that we can get justice where justice needs to be. Well, listen, uh, the insurrection was not the problem, the so-called insurrection. The real insurrection happened in the November 2020 balloting. And the fraud that Absolutely. happened. It wasn't. Yep. That was a real insurrection. There was no insurrection that happened January sixth. Absolutely correct. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and, and uh, I understand you're a great Bills fan, and I uh, hope uh, the recovery of your players and and uh, all that works out. So, thank you for being the patriot that you are, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Have a good one, buddy. You we too. We'll talk to you soon. Well, guys, this is this is where you got to hold your representatives accountable. It says it in your constitution. I mean, I, I use the, the ballotpedia. I go to ballotpedia, constitution, Kansas constitution, New York constitution, and I go in there to look at my bill of rights, and it says right in there, it says, you know, I have the right to redress my grievances with my representatives, and I get the right to replace them when I, how I see fit. Guys, if you're not practicing that, then that's your fault. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's also your fault because this is your constitution. This is your country. And as soon as you take ownership of this, this no longer happens. You get to control the destiny of your future and your country's future that you, you, your kids and your grandkids and great grandkids will be a part of. But we have our problem. We have a lot of problems that we didn't pay attention to for a long, long time. And this goes back to the silent generation who didn't talk about politics at the kitchen table and they didn't talk about religion at the kitchen table. And then you saw fathers exiting the home. You saw God exiting the home. You saw God exiting the school. And now God's out of our government. And I'm going to tell you guys, we have to reverse all that. We have to be mindful of our actions and what's really going on in the world around us. We, we are the difference makers. Remember, the future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure in your heart you understand your constitution, you understand the powers that are there for you and how amazing you get to be in this United States of America. So, guys, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jim Price on Dark Delight, WYSL. Well, guys, we'll see you tomorrow, 12 o'clock, one more time with Josh Reed and Jim Price. We'll see you guys.